Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. This is Kelly Fox, and we are excited to do Step 3, Connection, which we are going to be talking about giving and receiving. I'm super excited to be talking about this tonight, and let's start it off with welcoming my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? Well, I'm just doing great. What a wonderful topic to be talking about, giving and receiving. Wow. Yes, and giving and receiving in the sense of connection, because I think it's really important for us to re- for us to recognize that we need to do both. We need to give connection, and we need to receive connection. And I think that that's Absolutely. Uh, really important. We are also excited to have a guest coach on with us tonight. And um, I have two new numbers, and I'm not sure which one is hers. So I'm going to open the mic and see which one's her. Mm. So, Lauren. Hi, Kelly. Hi. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Okay, so your number, the first three numbers is what? First three numbers, the 929? No, of your number. Of Of my number? Yeah. Which is number are we talking about? Your home oh, number. Oh, my number is 973. Yep, yep, yep. All yes, right. You got it. Okay. Then I can take the other person off the mic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry about that confusion. Yes, Lauren, we are excited to have you here. Why don't you tell our guests a little bit about yourself and the kind of coaching you do so that they can become a little bit more familiar with you, and then we'll move on to talking about connections. Sure. So I'm a holistic-minded career and executive coach. I'm a stress management expert, and I'm a certified holistic nutrition consultant. And what I do is I help people to elevate themselves, to overcome overwhelm, and remove limiting beliefs to reach their professional goals in their career path. Awesome. That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Well, good. I'm I'm glad to have you here, and I'm glad to have you talking on this concept of connection. Um, our listeners have been hearing from us, um, and I'd really love to give them the opportunity to expand what they're hearing by hearing it from another coach with a different vocabulary and language, and also filter around these different steps. Um, so why don't we start off with you sharing with us on what is your understanding of connection and how you use that in your practice. 
So to me, connection, it ties into connection to self as well as into connection to others. So in terms of self, this is something that is really near and dear to my heart in terms of self-care and being kind to oneself and taking care of oneself. And the reason I feel so strongly about that is through my own experiences um, that taking care of yourself is the, the absolute best way to take care of and support uh, not just you, but those around you. Does that make sense? Absolutely. <laughs> you yeah, can hear our conviction are, on that one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are big supporters of self-care and self-love. So can I ask you, so what is your go-to self-care? Do you have certain things that you guys um, that you do, that you do regularly? Um, how, do you, how do you go about self-care? Carrie, why don't you go first? Well, thank you, Kelly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know she's my daughter, so she can just put me on the spot anytime she wants. Um, <laughs> this was really for me. I mean, my personal experience uh, is all maybe similar to yours. I'm not sure. But uh, for me, this was the uh, pivotal uh, point in my transformation in order to have the conviction of how important self-love is. I was uh, widowed at 49 and uh, very unhappy in my work and, and not being able to have experiences that were fulfilling or that uh, supported me or filled me up with with happiness and so I realized that through a lot of prayer and a lot of uh, conversations with God I realized that what was missing in my life was that I didn't love myself Um, I was really good at serving other people I was really good at at uh, dutifully loving other people but not authentically loving other people I I think I loved out of out of uh, duty and out of um that's what a mom's supposed to do that's what a grandma's supposed to do that's what a teacher's supposed to do instead of coming from an authentic place where I loved myself enough to have an abundance of love that I could authentically give to others so I worked really um hard at at understanding that and when I was finally able to understand that that was what was keeping me from being the kind of loving person I wanted to be was that I wasn't loving myself. It just opened up this whole new world to me. And I was able to nurture myself. I lost a lot of weight. I started eating well. I started um, dressing in a way that made me feel powerful and, and supported. And it just changed me so much. I mean, my children can tell you how much it changed me. And I just became a much oh, more kind, not. loving person. Yeah. And uh, I have five children. And it, it made the whole difference in my in my ability to authentically love others because I authentically loved myself. And so when in the scriptures it tells us to love God with all your heart, might, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself, I think I, until I loved myself, I wasn't really able to love my neighbor. And probably not really to love God in the full way that I wanted to. So it just transformed me spiritually. 
physically, emotionally, socially, it changed my whole life and my whole perspective. So that's uh, kind of my journey to self-love. Wow. That's Mm -hmm. amazing, Terry. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like I'm a different person. And I like me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's so amazing. You definitely are. For me, my go-tos for self-care or self-love, one of my easiest things that I can do anywhere I am is to pause and take a breath. Um, Another thing that I do and I can do anywhere is to say something kind to myself. Um, you know, give myself maybe a break if, I, if I'm being a little hard on myself. Things that um, really support me that I do every morning is I write five acknowledgments and five gratitudes. So I focus on myself and what I can um, acknowledge and celebrate that I have chosen to do. Um, those risks that I've taken out of my out of my comfort zone, and then I also look outside of myself and see what has what has just come into my life without me doing anything for it to happen. Um, and I I I try. I am somewhat successful in doing that every in uh, every morning. So those are really big things that I do to. Uh, take care of myself on a daily basis. I also allow myself to come in my room and lock the door. (laughs) Um, Wow. I I have six kids, and someone always wants something from me. And to allow myself to have, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever I need to decompress or uh, take care of myself in that moment, I allow myself that with no guilt and no judgment um, because it's necessary for me to take care of myself to be able to show up for my kids the way I want to. That's awesome. That's really awesome, Kelly. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Well, as for me, (laughs) Um, (laughs) so my, my journey was a little different. So, um, we're going back to the forefront of my career. And so my career went directly from, uh, college into corporate. And so, you know, I'm a little, a little type A, I'm a little less so now, but I went full force into, um, a whole different way of living where you're, you're working and, and, you're in a, an environment that's not really um, for you to choose your schedule is very different. And I wanted to, to really get in there and do really well. And so I was just sacrificing my, myself, my time. I was mm. working long hours, very young. And I didn't, I didn't really at the time understand how to set boundaries. I didn't understand how to talk to a manager and talk about priorities. I didn't understand. So I just said yes to everything, which mm. my, my, my present self would advise my, <laughs> my younger self, that's not, that's not okay, 
And there's definitely um, things that you can do in conversations to be had so that, you know, you keep yourself balanced. I didn't know that then. And so what happened to me was um, I hit a wall and I became burned out. So burnout is, is unmanaged workplace stress. And that's exactly what I walked into. So from that experience, once I hit that wall, I was, I was physically exhausted and sick. And so I said to myself, okay, this isn't good. <laughs> I can't go on like mm-hmm. this. So no way. So um, I really had to rebuild and I rebuilt from a perspective of stress management and understanding what that meant. Um, so there's a lot of self-discovery and a lot of trial and error and trying to figure out, well, what, what is stress management? What does that mean? How do you do that? How do you apply that into a working environment? And I changed around my diet to give me um, more energy. And I, I really got my hours in check so that I was sleeping. And I have found that that is something, even, even still now, that's really important to my self-care. Um, I am mm-hmm. someone that needs a little bit more sleep. I don't know about you know, other people. Everyone's a little bit different in that regard. But for me, I need it. I need it for um, mental clarity, for um, energy, focus. I'm just not my most productive and effective self when I'm, uh, when I'm lacking in sleep. So that was something I learned a long time ago um, at the start of my journey. And so those are the things that I really put a lot of uh, stake into, my sleep, my nutrition. Um, to this day, I eat very, very clean um, and I, I really manage my stress to the best of my ability. And then some little things that I do on an everyday scale is I like to wake up every morning no matter what. Even if I'm running a little bit behind, I do not jump out of bed. I used to do that. I don't do that. <laughs> I, take, I take five minutes. I don't care w- what happens. And I, I set my intentions for the day. And I, I make a mental map of my day. And I break it down into just small bites that, are, that feel good. Um, I usually jam-pack my day, um, and I just break it down. And, you know, what mm-hmm. I'm going to do, lay of the land, and it helps me ease into my day. Um, I, don't, I don't check electronics right away. I don't do email right away. I get up, and I just kind of going over my intentions, and I, I try and have a peaceful start to my day. So that's something that I do that works for me. Um, if I'm finding that I'm stressed throughout my day, um, deep breathing also works for me. Um, and just, you know, dialing it back and just a, an affirmation um, and being kind to myself uh, really works for me. So I know it's a little, a little different. We all have a little bit of a, of a twist on how we handle um, our self-care, which I think is awesome. But that's, that's kind of my style. I love that. And I love that you mentioned that we, you know, it can look different for all of us. It doesn't have to be um, one specific way. And I know that some of us, myself included, have a tendency to uh, think of something in a black or white type of way where it has to look like this or this person I look up to, they do it exactly like this. So I need to do it exactly like this. And there's really no right or wrong way. It's uh, just finding out what really supports you, what fills your cup, what continues to fill your cup, so that you end the day full and not empty. 
I totally agree. Kelly, I couldn't agree more. And I feel like if you don't know what works for you, try a lot of different things. Try journaling mm-hmm. and getting things out and down on paper somewhere else. People find that walking outside, being in nature, super grounding. Some people find that connecting with friends and family, um, you know, when you're feeling busy and overwhelmed and out of touch, that connection um, is really amazing and rejuvenating. Some people just love to sit by themselves and, and do meditation or just deep breathing. I mean, you never know until you kind of run the gamut. And I totally agree with you. Some people will say, you know, you should do this thing. I don't believe in the should. I think mm-hmm. that feels obligatory. Nope. And I think that it should be whatever mm-hmm. feels right to you and connects to you um, and that you're connecting to yourself. Yeah, yeah. we have a, a little saying in our community that don't should on yourself. Because that's uh, <laughs> that's really one of the things that we, we really pay attention to our language, and that's a word that just brings stress up for you as soon as you say it. You know, I should do this, I need to do this, I have to do this. So we change our language to say, I choose, I can, I will, I might, and all of those are indicative that we're practicing the best we can, and that's what our intentions are: is to practice. You know, being willing to practice. Uh, to, you know, in our journey to, to master, to be successful, whatever it is that we're working on, we're practicing at that. And that just, that really alleviates a lot of my stress when I just use that simple word of practice. And every day I write an intention in the morning as well. And I, I journal all the time. So I write my intention every morning. And I always say, today I am willing to practice whatever it is that is my intention for that day. And then I have an overarching intention for my life, which is my passion and purpose. And like you, I break my day down because I too have a type A personality and I, I like to be busy, but sometimes it can be overwhelming. So I break it into little bits and I check every little bit off as I go along because that also (laughs) alleviates the stress for me. (laughs) I love that. Can I add on to another Um, word that I practice in my language that I I do not use along with should I don't use should I don't use but because but can can mitigate right (laughs) so I don't I don't say you know I did X Y and Z but I didn't get to you know Mm -hmm. D E and F that totally mitigates the work that you did or the progress that you made or whatever you accomplished so I don't say but, and I, I catch myself when I'm, when I'm speaking with somebody else and I hear them even saying, well, you know, I did this, but no, no, you did this and you did this right. and, <laughs> and acknowledging what you did do, right. And not what you didn't mm-hmm. do. The focus is what you did do. That's another one mm-hmm. that I, I wanted to tack onto your list. Cause I agreed with every single one that you, you said. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Yeah, and that's that's one of ours as well, is that not to say but, and we'll say and, or we also will say yet, you know, Ooh, uh, yes, as, instead one. of yeah. saying but. And yes, yes, another one that you can use, depending on, you know, depending on the situation. But I catch myself, when I catch myself saying should, or, you know, I, I almost can catch myself before I say it now. But sometimes I'll still say it, and then I'll go back and say, mm, no, I'm going to say could, <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really powerful tool. It's a powerful tool in alleviating stress. 
and connecting to yourself because you just those words just bring heaviness to your to your soul you know right how different does it feel to say I did this but I didn't do that versus I did this and I didn't get to this yet it's different yet yeah (laughs) it's different and your mind doesn't know the difference in the story that Mm -mm. you tell it you're telling Mm-mm. it, I did this, but I didn't do that thing. Now your mind is thinking one way, right? That's the story you told it. Mm-hmm. With getting out of yeah, that it, mindset. It just negates everything before that, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it is a powerful, a powerful change. And I always tell my clients, you can just try this one thing, practice this one thing in your language for a week, and then come back and tell me how you felt. And inevitably, it makes a difference in their level of stress and and how much they get done. Mhm. Awesome. Yeah. Our language is so powerful and it's so it's kind of an easy thing for us to do, but it's also something that we have to have a high awareness of because we're so used to how we speak that we don't even notice that we said should, or we said have to, or that there's even another word that would fit there. Um, I know when I first started practicing this, I would say, I have to go get my kids from school. And someone would be like, well, you don't have to. Um, Like, well, yeah, I kind of do. And so it was like (laughs) this new process of thinking how I, how I say things and, um, you know, seeing things, you know, as I have a choice. I am choosing to pick up my kids um, because I do not want to choose the consequences, right? So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a choice that I pick up my kids. It's not actually something I don't have power over or I can't control. Um, so it's, it's really acknowledging where your power is and, Um, that you have choice. I love that. And can I tack on to acknowledgement? Mm -hmm. So I, I love that you're talking about acknowledgement. Um, I practice acknowledgement in terms of verbal and nonverbal. So when someone, you know, is passing you, passing you on the street, opening a door for you, There's a difference between just taking the door handle and smiling and saying, thank you. It's it's different. It's a world of difference. There's also a difference between when someone does something and you say, thank you, versus, which is kind of just, it's just generic, right? Versus saying, thank you so much for picking up my kid from school for me that really, really helped me out. I was able to get so many other things done. It's really powerful, that acknowledgement and that um, gratitude that you're, that you're expressing to someone else. And I think that's true in all facets of your life between your personal life and your professional life. Yeah. Yeah, I think when we were talking about but, I, I am one who can um, – the word just left my brain, but, um, I diminish there. It came back. Mm, I diminish mm. the things that I do. And so, um, I say just, Oh, I just did this. 
I just did that. And I diminish mm. um, my acts and my stretches and my wrists out of my comfort zone. And so acknowledgments really support me with saying, hold on there, Kelly, you did this. And it's, it was out of your comfort zone. And so we can acknowledge ourselves for it. Um, and that mm-hmm. builds my confidence. It supports me and motivates me in continuing to take those steps out of my comfort zone, regardless if they are small or if they are a little bit bigger. That's amazing. I love that you acknowledge yourself. I love that you catch yourself when you have diminishing thoughts and that you acknowledge yourself when you do something that's totally, <laughs> completely um, awesome, as well you should. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's <laughs> what we do, acknowledgement and fearless living. But, yeah, it's, it's been a huge uh, support to me um, because my big thing is trusting myself. So anytime I can acknowledge myself for keeping a commitment to myself or taking a step out of my comfort zone, it it uh, gives me evidence on the side of, yes, Kelly, you can trust yourself. That's great. That's yeah. really great. So sorry to say this, but we are hmm. basically out of time. <laughs> so I can't believe it. I, I cannot to- believe it. I know. It goes so quickly. Um, mm-hmm. So. Lauren, could you could you tell us just um, quickly what would be the number one thing that you would want our listeners to get from this call? The number one thing would be um, that taking care of yourself is so important so that you can be at your absolute best to support not just you but the world around you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Love that. Terry? Yeah, I love that too. I just, along the same line, I just think that uh, without having self-love, you can't really authentically love anyone else. And so how it's so important that you learn to love yourself so that you have overflow to give to others. Yes. Yeah. And I think for me, the number one thing I would want you, our listeners, to know is that taking care of yourself is not selfish and you can give and receive in a more authentic way um, than if you aren't taking care of yourself. And we encourage you to do so. We thank you so much, Lauren, for being on the call with us tonight. I love everything you shared. Please come back and be on our show again. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, and listeners, if you have resonated with Lauren, you can find her on our website under Guest Coaches. So please go there and look her up. She has links and all that kind of stuff right there. And uh, until next week, everybody, be fearless. Be fearless. Good night.